Party people! Yeah! Tag team music in full effect. That's me, DC. And my man, Steve Rowland. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Suave Talk presented by Dyer's Top Rods. Joining me today is the Notes Master, my road roomie, Kevin Kovac. Kevin, are you ready for the Suave Hot Seat? Well, I guess this is a day that I've uh, thought might be coming because you always said might put me on the hot. Might, I might be getting put on the hot seat someday with Suave. And before we get started, is it true that you don't eat cereal with milk? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to soggy my cereal all up. I just like it dry. There's no problem with that, is there? That's kind of messed up. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's easy. I just pour. I pour the, the cereal in a bowl and eat my cereal. That's that's an easy thing to do. I don't want to have cereal. That's all soggy with milk. I drink milk. I don't put it on, in my spoon. Okay, that's kind of weird, but we're going to keep going. We're going to get the, to the real <laughs> questions. You were the public relations director for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series for several years. What is your favorite travel story from the Woo Day? Something to do with Deadwood, probably? Uh, well, there's something with Deadwood. I'm not sure if we can actually repeat that story <laughs> because there were some uh, interesting things that went on with uh, uh, several people there, especially one that was uh, might have been my roommate. Uh, and no, nothing, nothing, nobody was arrested or anything, but it could have been close. I, I know that this uh, one person actually did throw a hundred dollars down because they bumped into uh, an older lady who was a, a platinum member at a casino when they walked in uh, trying to chase down another driver to mess with them uh, one night while we were just hanging out there. Am I like one of your favorite roommates of all time? I know you've had like plenty throughout the years. Yeah, you're good. As long as you don't snore, I'm fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, you just keep it quiet while you're sleeping, so that I'm not a don't keep me up all night, and I don't have to put earplugs in. I'm I'm good with that. And but you're an interesting character, and uh, everyone should know what D Suave is like when a rainout comes. <laughs> Let me just say that as soon as a rainout will happen, we're staying in the room. Say it's a one in the afternoon rainout. The word comes. D Suave just gets his little dance going. Oh yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, Raina, let's go, you know, and, uh, and then something. Then you got to go out with D-Swap because you you can't just leave him hanging all the time. You got to go out to the, got to do some partying with him every once in a while. It's always a good time. Give me your best Scott Bloomquist interview moment. I know you got one. <laughs> I tell, like I've always said, Scott Bloomquist could win every race because you're never going to get old with his interviews. Every time he wins, he's going to come up with something interesting to say and uh, I mean, I don't know. There's so many that, that I could come up with, but I do remember the one. I actually still have the interview on my recorder because it's uh, it's an interesting comment at the end. Uh, it was after the World 100 back at uh, when he came from the rear. Remember where they put him to the rear because of the uh, the uh, window piece net. of uh, plexiglass in his window net or whatever it was, Alexan, uh, and he comes in the rear, wins that race. So I kind of hung around. There were so many people around his car after that show, after that night. Uh, so I hung around for a while, let the crowd die down so I can get up to him. And, and he was sitting in the back of his trailer uh, just with the, tr- with the trophy next to him. People were coming up, taking pictures of him with the trophy. Uh, I asked him questions about it, like the whole thing. He went through it. Everybody kind of just listened in. And then he... The way he punctuated the was was the greatest because he said sort of, uh, I'll paraphrase this because the words were a little rough at the end. I, I couldn't exactly quote him perfectly, uh, but he says he knew the reason why people were complaining that people were complaining that that he had this piece in his car and in his window net, and 
and he knew who it was, and that person could just shove it up there, you know, and they just, he gave a little little comment, you know, it was pretty risque, I guess, and then I just remember the crowd, all the fans that were around him going, yeah, you tell him, Scott, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that was it, I was, it was just a perfect ending, he always knows how to end the, the interviews on a good note, on a funny note, or uh, punctuate it well. This is the greatest unsolved mystery of all time, and it happens at Volusia. You got pied multiple times. Who do you blame for the multiple pie incident at Volusia? Ugh. There's some bad ones. It wasn't, you know, really one of them that I could really blame is my partner in doing those race days. Remember Ben Shelton? Unbelievable. Ben Shelton obviously knew what was happening, but Ben Shelton thought that he might be the one, might be a trick that he was going to have it happen to him. Like they were, oh, hey, let's say we're going to do it to Kovac, but then we'll do it to, to Ben. So he brought, of course, an extra shirt and extra, you know, well, we all know this, gel for the hair in case he did get <laughs> uh, pies. No warning to me, though. He knew it. So, I mean, there's no one knew it more, apparently, than Ben. But then there were other people, of course, the person who was behind the camera. I have no uh, idea who that I'm is. I talking to him right now. Someone must have had an inkling and didn't give me, you know, let's, oh, why don't we do the interview? Why don't we do race day here in the middle of this whole area, the whole souvenir area, so that I have, cannot see what's coming from behind me. That Shane Clanton and Boom Briggs are, are going to jump out at me that second time. The first time I had, I'm, I'm hopefully nobody, I know Tim Chrisman had a clue and others, but uh, that second one, that was a little bad, and I know Turn might have had a little bit into it, but. Of course, I'm not sure if everyone knows about it, but Turn and Derek did get their uh, comeuppance because of that. Uh, they had to take a little, uh, they, they, let's say they took a spanking back at the house afterwards for, uh, for not informing me of what, ha- what would be coming. Now, this could be kind of a disappointing question, especially because, it, I don't know, you kind of failed your future bosses. But is it true you didn't help your future bosses, Michael and Amber Rigsby? pick up their booth during a massive thunderstorm around the 2009 firecracker. I even heard that you were watching them struggle through the press box window. Now, that's not Kevin Kovac that I know. No, no, that did happen. It did start blowing down. You know, the the hurricane force winds came in, as Brett Emmerich said over the loudspeaker, I believe. Uh, And and when I was up in the tower, and then I looked down, and and there they were. I mean... I'm going to say that, hey, it was already too late. They were already, like Ben Geisler was actually down there and, and was starting to help them. Uh, and there was nothing more that I could do. Let's just say that. I'm going to say that at that point, but I could have come out still. I feel bad. That's a bad, that's a bad light on the whole, uh, uh, of, of the history of, in, in my history in racing. I, I saw them down there and, and, and it was, and I figured, I thought it was too late, but I should have gone down anyway. What the heck? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rigby. And finally, the Weaver question. Your childhood hero is Billy Pouch. My childhood hero is Kevin Weaver. I want you to be dead honest. How many times would Weaver lap Pouch at this year's PDC? Oh, well, you know what? It's it, it possible because Billy Pouch has not really run a late model more than, what, two times in his life. Um, and he's not, you know, he doesn't he doesn't race like he used to. He's not as, he just won a race a couple weeks ago. Let's just say that, too, though. But uh, so I, I would say I don't know. Let's not say he would lap him all the time, but he, he could lap him once. 
if he got in a hundred lapper. It depends on what car I guess Billy's in, but if, if they're, I'm not sure if Billy has enough experience in the late model at this point. He he didn't really like him when he ran him a couple years, uh, you know, back at 20, well, 13 years ago. He ran a, a, an extreme race in New Egypt, and he was kind of had to, he couldn't get used to that car being reared up on the left, you know. Uh, so high, uh, you couldn't see out the side. So maybe, maybe he'd struggle a little bit. So I'd say Kevin Weaver might be able to lap him at Fairbury. Well, he is a legend there. And uh, you're going to be the first guy to ever get the bonus question. Here's the bonus question. I'm going to be dead set about this. Are we friends? Oh, of course. That's all I've got to say that one. Of course we are. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're officially off the suave hot seat. I will see you down the road, buddy. Well, thank you, and, and the show me 100s next week, and we will be there hanging out, okay? I heard we're roomies. Yes, we will be, okay. I, I can't wait. We get to renew, renew our acquaintances since uh, Speed Week.